0: What's that? It's a millennial bonus? What? fight fighting words. Lisa Winnie and I am a fucking millennial giving you a bonus episode, okay? So we're going to talk today about my favorite podcast, which is JBP. If you don't know what that is, it's the Joe Button Podcast. It's not just a podcast. It's a community. It's a culture it's like it's, it's a whole thing. It's an ecosystem. It has evolved into like the they got these chat groups on Reddit about the JBP podcast. They got YouTube, they got Patreon. Like it's it's a whole culture. Joe Button, Rory, and Maul have created a culture. And I, I I have to say something about it because I talk about the Joe Button podcast all the time. Because I when I say I'm not one of those people that believe celebrities are above the rest of us. I truly believe we all bleed red blood. There's no such thing as somebody that is better than you. One person just has more money. And the person who puts value on money is, are humans. We, we do that. We absolutely do that. Because if you strip us all down, yeah, some of us going to look better than others. Let's just be real. But we're all people. We we all people. We all have the same needs and, and all of those basic needs anyway. So I'm a fan in the sense that I admire what he was able to do. I started following Joe Button when Joe Button became the media personality. Of course, I knew him. Pump, pump, pump it up! Like I I was out. I was in the streets. I was outside in 2003 okay I was old enough to to listen to that and I, I had up in the club as a matter of fact I think it's still on my Amazon because I had my Amazon account my Amazon music account since I was in college so I got some fallout boy on there like it's it's eclectic as fuck like it's all a big good hodgepodge of whatever I don't know what I was going through back then but I was going through it and I was at that time might have was I coming out of high school I think it was coming out of high school but I was listening to it and I had up in the club which is a that's a crazy combo Nancy Lopete R. Kelly Marcus Houston and Joe button oh it's questionable questionable company questionable it's questionable but nonetheless uh we're gonna move on we're gonna move past that but what I will say is that I was a fan. I admired what he was able to do. Podcasting is a white field; it is white male dominated. When you look at the charts, because there's more white people, especially when in the U.S., you see mostly white. It's like what Cat Williams said with the presidents: white, 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 white. Go to the vice presidents: white, 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 white. Like that's how it. It really that's how podcasting is, and then you'll see one black. One black one. Maybe. And so when Joe was climbing up the charts. It was like. That was like. What? What? The Joe Budden Podcast. Now it is half white. Technically Rory and Maul are. are not Rory. That's Rory. Maul. Rory and Parks are white. Right? Uh, and of course Joe and Maul are black. Or Maul are black. But. He was bringing black culture, hip hop culture to the top of the charts. And that was something that hadn't been done yet. Now we have hip hop podcasts all over the place, but we can't sit here and pretend like a lot of people didn't see what Joe Budden did and Joe Budden, Rory and Maul did and kind of tried to emulate that. He started a whole lane of podcasters. Like we we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna lie. He started a whole lane. So when it fell apart, cause people were sending me messages, they was tagging me and shit, and it was like, Look, look, look you see your boy? You see what your boy did today? You see what your boy did? And I'm like, <sighs> God damn like that's that's what I I that's what it I just it was like god damn like it just it kept going and because we we I felt like a shift like you could tell towards the end of Rory and Ma's stint on the Joe Biden podcast that it was like it was coming to an end and sometimes things are meant to end so that you can innovate and make something new and something fresh whether or not this was the mastermind of Joe, I, to get them off of there, we will never know. But it, we knew it was coming. We didn't know why, but we felt something was off. And so when it happened, and then Joe kind of, he kind of went off on that tangent, I had to take a back a little bit because Although I didn't know who was right and who was wrong, who was telling the truth. I just didn't like the way it sounded. It sounded a little bit nasty to me. Like, ooh, y'all supposed to be friends? Ooh, like I just, I didn't, I was like, like ooh, like it just, it it just didn't sit right with my spirit. (laughs) And I felt like we was missing some stuff. And of course, you know, and then it was a little, And then he was talking to like empty chairs. It it became weird. And then we got Rory and Maul's side. And then people was like, Oh, did you see them? Did you see it? Did you see it? Shout out to Rory and Maul for only making it a two dollars to too. Cause Joe was he he was he was trying to get twenty, I think, or ten or something like that. And I was like, oh, my my pockets is tight. I'll I'll wait for the play by play i I think I listened to the because they gave a 20 minute clip I think I listened to the 20 minute clip and then the rest of it I heard from other people and I'm like, okay, this makes sense this this makes sense to me. so now you hear his side and you hear their side and you know the truth is somewhere in between the two. I don't know what happens as far as their friendship, but we clearly know that the stint of Rory and Maul on the Joe Button podcast has ended. They can't come back. I said that initially. I said that there, this was the end of an era because even if they did come back, the podcast would never be the same. You, you cannot rekindle that after you publicly because Joe publicly humiliated Maul and Rory. You can't come back from that. And then sit there and chop it up for three hours. Like it's just not, it can't. They tried and then they came back and then it just, it didn't work. I I do think that we still, cause the new episode came out and that's why I'm talking because people are like, are you gonna, what, what what are you thinking? And I was like, I want to wait till the podcast comes out and see what the fuck he's got to say. And he did address it in Joe form. And in show fashion. Now, he said that he took accountability, but accountability is not passing off with a but. If you say, I am taking personal accountability, but in the same sentence, you say, but. That is you finding an excuse to bring it back on the other person. That's not taking personal accountability. Personal accountability is simply you saying, I fucked up. I fucked up as a leader. I said it last week. I didn't know what it would be like to have to sit in this seat and get rid of people that I really, really fuck with and have money come in between us and understanding the contracts and the ins and the outs. Because it's easy to dictate and say what somebody else should be doing until you sitting in this seat. I didn't know, and I fucked up bad. That's personal accountability. I get that you're in the public opinion, so you're trying to make it seem as good as possible, but sometimes I think it's better, stuff is better left unsaid. I think the things you don't say say, sometimes say more about your character than the things you do say, and I think he should have just said, I fucked up. I talked to Kevin Hart and he explained some things to me and I realized I wasn't taking care of my guys. I wasn't taking care of my staff the way I should have. I I, I I wasn't even doing what was best by my fans. I fucked up. But I promise you from going forward, from here on out, everybody sitting in this room, everybody that's listening to this or watching it, I'm going to give you the best Joe I can. That's accountability. And I was like, I want, I was like, Joe, I want to like you so bad. Like I've been rocking with you. Like I didn't, I didn't rock with you from the day one on the podcast because I came in about three and a half years in you was already established I didn't watch you on Love and Hip Hop I didn't fuck with that I just I I, after Stevie went off I had the first episode of Stevie and Jocelyn I didn't watch it and I only watched Atlanta didn't watch New York didn't get into that so I I didn't I didn't have any of that. I knew it was some controversy going on with him and some issues that happened with Joe Biden, but I I didn't. Besides, up in the club and stuff, I didn't. I mm, mm. and I never understood like who was in the back of that song with Marcus Houston that club and who was going ah like who is that? Is that Marcus doing that or was that Joe Biden? I'm not sure. But I, I really fucked with y'all heavy. And I was just I was hoping that he was gonna come in here and knock this shit out of the park. And that's not what happened. I'm like, why? Like I appreciate you at least trying to to take accountability. But it just didn't sit right with my spirit. Like it just didn't even sound like it. you, re- it, it didn't even sound natural. Like, can we get him another word? Maybe accountability is not the word for him. Like, I, I don't know what other word we could use the dictionary. Somebody got a thesaurus because accountability wasn't the right one. It It didn't even come out of his mouth naturally. And that's not what accountability is. And I admire Joe because Joe was able to do something that other black podcasters can't. He was able to do stuff that other black podcasters couldn't. He climbed the charts Spotify, Tidal, YouTube, Patreon. He was able to do that. I was like, damn, you couldn't just give Roy a profit and loss statement? God damn it. Like, we, we just, we, we, y'all belong together. Like, it just, it was such a great synergy. And I'm not gonna lie to you, Joe is good at this shit. He's great. And that's why I listen to the show. He's so good. He was always the number one chair. Joe is good at this. He can take pretty much anybody and sit them in there with him and the show will work. After a couple of episodes without Rory and Maul, I hate to say it, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot he was gone. I was like, oh, okay. It, it, ice and Ish. I don't agree with them. Yeah, most of what they said, but that's, it was entertaining. I was entertained. And that's the whole purpose of the podcast. Now, I, I kind of... <sighs> Another thing that didn't sit right with my spirit as a fan, and, and and I'm saying this as a fan. Joe Budden, I got a little teeny, teeny, beanie, genie, beanie. I'm a gutter baby podcast. We in the gutter, okay? We in the gutter baby, and it's a podcast. So we, I'm I'm one of those gutter baby podcasts. You probably won't ever hear this. But as a fan... When I hear you say you don't really care what we think, it makes me go, God damn it, he's a celebrity. And I I forget because, you know, he's so vulnerable. Like, like you're so vulnerable, Joe, that you you give us so much of you, or at least what you appears to be transparency. I don't know. People fake everything for the everything. They do it for the gram and for the vine and for the whatever. But. That was why we appreciated podcasting because it was this intimate thing with you get pieces of people. You get to really hear who they are because you're listening to their opinion, their perspective. The only thing you're doing is giving us your opinion and your perspective on the world. So we are literally coming to you to hear your opinion. And listen to your business that that's what we were there for. So when you say now it's none of your business, I don't owe you an explanation. It's like, uh, yeah, sort of you do." Like I, and I'm like, uh, "Because you you need this support and the listeners in order to any of you wouldn't even be having these arguments with Rory and Mall if it wasn't for the people supporting you to the point where network so people wanted to give you deals. So it's not that we 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 want to be mean to you. We just want to hear what the fuck happened. It's like we was really we was what what happened? And so th- that falling apart was like uh here we go now i gotta find a whole new podcast now i don't know it seems like he's still going because i thought the podcast was going to end but it 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 appears that he's still going whether or not ice and ish take over permanently i don't know he did mention he was going to be auditioning people hiring more people which i'm like listen joe if you're going to hire more people can you hire some gutter baby podcasters instead of industry people like industry people are fine there's nothing wrong with that but if you are going to say you, you, you know, I didn't, listen, Joe, I didn't call you the king of the black podcast. C- can you get some gutter baby podcast and just pick it up out of the gutter? and say, Pick you up a little gutter baby podcast like Joe, show us you are who you say you are. You supposed to be for the creators. The little guy, you're fighting for the little guy. That would be amazing if you took people that already put some sweat equity into the podcast that they they are built their own time their own money they may not have the quality that you're looking for but that's why you're getting them so you can give them the quality they already have the content and they may not be on this granular scale but that's how you innovate big companies acquire little teeny companies and that's how you innovate You don't want to oversaturate with the same five people. Get some new people, damn it. Let's get some new podcasters in this bitch. Get somebody else a platform to be heard and seen. I would love to see that. And then outside of the Roy and Mall situation, people said, did you see this? Did, did you see what did you see what your boy did? He's sexually harassing people now. And I'm like, God damn. Like, it's just like I, I just it was already bad enough when we had to try to figure defend you with the dogs. So then when people were saying you was molesting dogs, you had we out we out here, you know, the the <laughs> as, as a fan, we like, no, you're not molesting dogs, because sometimes people would be doing that. Like, we was really out here trying to defend him then it was a whole thing with he had some issues with the domestic abuse situation going on and then that kind of got swept under the rug I don't know what happened with that but that didn't go well and it was just like we 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 are trying to be Fans and supportive. We trying, but you gotta give us something. And I'm sorry. I know some people said you took full accountability for this Olivia Dope situation. I read the statement and I got corporate. I, I, I got a corporate response, and I was like, mm, I don't know about that. And then you talked about it on the podcast, and it was like, I don't know about this. Like, it just it seemed like. Corporate. It it didn't seem the way that you, if this were like Kevin Hart was in this situation, I think you would have talked about this situation in a different way. I think we would have gotten a different response from you. And I would have expected the same way you would have talked about somebody else, I would expect you to talk about yourself in that same way. And that's not what happened. It was sort of like we all did it. I was like, we didn't do shit. That was you. Like you have to take that accountability saying, I. Did that. And I apologize because even in the written statement, I got, We all sorry, we did it. No, 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 you did it. It's not up for other people to become your savior from your bad behavior. You have to be the one that says, This is not okay. In the Me Too era, because I think Olivia Dope said this in her live when she went live, you would think he would have learned his lesson. Because this happened in the beginning of the year. Like, I I, I don't, I, I'm like, I don't know where you're at and why he said, well, this was a joke and I was trying to make her feel comfortable. And I heard a couple guys saying it was a joke and it was making her feel comfortable. You don't make somebody feel comfortable by making somebody feel uncomfortable. kind of oxymoron shit is that? The, you can't make nobody, like... When I did watch See The Thing Is, because I, I didn't really, I didn't watch that podcast. So take this with a grain of salt. So this could be a completely misrepresentation misrep- of the, who sh- she is on that podcast. But I got, when I watched the first episode, I watched half of it. And I gather that she was very reserved. She was a lot less vocal than the other two. So it's quite possible that she could be the type of person that's not going to vocalize that in the same way that a Mandy might. And who knows if she was in a situation, she may not, because we all don't know how we would react in a situation until we in it. And, and just adding women to the situation, Joe, if you hear this from my little gutter baby podcast, It's not going to fix it. You had two women in that room and neither one of them stopped you from conducting that kind of behavior. It's not other people that are gonna make that shit better. You have to recognize the way you react or you act towards other people. That's what changes the situation. The fact that you didn't see that this could be construed in a way that could be inappropriate is mind-blowing. To say you wanna fuck somebody on air? whether whether he really was joking in his own head I don't know and it it it, regardless she didn't take it that way and we can't negate somebody's truth and their perception on things because it's not our perception on it that's how she felt Maybe she didn't want to say anything at that moment because she, to be totally honest with you, when I'm looking at the situation, to me, she seemed like she had the most to lose. Mandy is already on a very popular podcast. She could have just walked off, threw up the, the deuces and said, I'm out, Joe. I got my own podcast. I'm doing numbers, B. Bye. Bridget is a Grammy Award winner. She could have been like, I got my industry connects. I can start this podcast on my own bye Olivia dope I don't know her background as much actually I knew the least amount about Bridget and Olivia because I did follow Mandy but Olivia from what I gathered maybe would have had a harder time creating a big successful podcast like see the thing is She may have had a little bit of harder time of getting the same levels of attention to her podcast because all us little teeny podcasts have the same problem. Like we we all don't have the same if we don't have a draw, like we're not a comedian because sometimes as a comedian, you have a little bit of a following. If you want like wilding out, you kind of have a following like if you just start a podcast and you just somebody named Jane, you're going to have a hard time. Okay. A random Jane go have a hard time creating this big platform if you only know a hundred people. You just are. So I could see her maybe having that internal struggle of this is my boss, this is some quid pro quo shit. I don't know what to do to check kind nice, but at the same time I'm like I gotta pay my bills, but at the same time I feel uncomfortable here and I don't know what the fucking to do. Like I've been in a similar situation, in a couple of jobs where inappropriate things have been said, and I didn't react the way I thought I would. So I, I can't judge her for not saying fuck you, Joe, and walking off and doing a, I, I can't judge her. But the way that the the apology went, I'm like, ah, Joe, no, Joe, no. Tell him something, Joe. Like it just was. This is just not it. This is not it. I was really, I was, I was rooting for you. Now, I did go on Chig's live. Shout out to Chig's. Okay, and we, I had this conversation, and again, I defended Olivia. I said Joe was wrong. I, they, I I will not condone the behavior, fan or no fan. It was th- it was some foul shit. That was fucked up shit. Now, do I think that there's level to the Me Too movement? Yeah, yeah. There's levels. There's there's egregious Harvey Weinstein behavior, and then there's somebody who says some shit that they shouldn't say. This was not okay in any stretch means or way or any situation you should not be doing this even if it's in entertainment because a lot of people were trying to justify it because it's the entertainment industry and I'm like this is still a place of business this is her job at no point should she had made to be she should have been made to feel like that this was her place of employment and allegedly there were some other tensions going on as well in the background between the host of that podcast. So it was a lot of hostility going on. And he created an even more hostile work environment by adding these unwanted advances. And then this is the apology it got? He spent all of two seconds on this. I think maybe not beating a dead horse, but I think he could have, especially since it was so many young guys that was defending that behavior and they couldn't see what was wrong with the behavior. I think he could have taken this opportunity to really showcase why this behavior was so nasty, why this behavior is not acceptable. That's what I would have. That's what I wanted to hear. But that's not what we got. People saying cancel him, you can't cancel a person. That shit doesn't exist. And it's also counterproductive. Cancel culture is counterproductive. You don't like a person, so you want them to go away. That's not how this works because people still are alive unless they die. Then, of course, you won't see them no more. But if they're still alive, they still got to live. And it's counterproductive in the way that if you want somebody to change the behavior, you have to have the conversations with them so they understand how to change behavior. One of the fastest way to get somebody to shut down is to call them a you bad person, you. That very rarely works. All you do is take them from mainstream to these remote corners. They brew in their anger and it makes it worse until it boils over and you have an even bigger problem because now you have a bunch of people who feel that way in the corner brewing up some shit. As opposed to, listen, Joe, here's why that was fucked up. It was fucked up because you are in a position of power. I understand you've mentioned this a couple of times. You were new to leadership. So I'm going to explain to you as a woman why you can't do that. You put her in a situation to be able to have to choose between her making money and feeling safe and comfortable. You made her feel like she was not a person. She was a sexual object to you. And she could be used and said anything about almost like she was disposable. That her value in her was not that I've got you on this podcast because you have a great perspective and you're really smart and you're talented. But that you are sexy. You are only valuable because people want to look at you. Matter of fact, you don't need to speak at all. That's not cool. To be minimized to a sexual object. This is not 1930. What? What? And at no point does that make somebody feel comfortable. You have to read the room. Maybe to somebody, it might. Maybe if you would have said that to Mandy, maybe she would have got comfortable and loose. Maybe if you said it to Bridget, maybe she would have got comfortable and loose. But maybe saying it to Olivia, she didn't. So maybe it, you should learn who your staff is. If you're going to be on a podcast with somebody and you don't really know them, this should, you should take the time because podcasting is about building rapport and relationships. You should have figured out who are you and how can I get the best out of you because that's what a leader does. How can I motivate you to do more if I don't know who the fuck you are? I don't know what you like. I don't know who you are. So I can't motivate you. I can't get the best out of you because I've not taken the time as a leader to figure out who the hell are you. That's what leaders do. Leaders motivate you to want to follow them, not just being barked at. You're a leader by title, but you're not a leader by action. Leaders are just not by aggression and loud voices. Like, it, it takes skill to be a leader. And you have to listen more than you talk. And it seems like maybe that's not what's happening, Joe. I get it. I'm a podcast too. I like to talk. I talk my ass off. But sometimes we got to listen. And this is why... Just having women around, like you said, we're going to get more women. It's not going to solve your problem because you had a bunch of women in the room and not one of those women said, hey, Joe, you shouldn't say that. Just getting extra women is not going to solve your problem. You need to really figure out, okay, what is it that I need to do as a leader to get me in a situation where I understand how to communicate with people? I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't know how to get there. I haven't figured that out. But what I can tell you is just adding people just for the tokenism, ain't it doesn't work. It never works. It's black people at Gucci and they still came out with that little monkey bag. Like it's just it it tokenism doesn't solve the problem. That's why maybe if you got a little gutter baby, listen, listen. If you got a little gutter baby podcast, okay? They might be more inclined to tell you that shit. But you, you don't, you know, and they, they're probably more likely to have some conversations that maybe you guys aren't having yet. Because they live in the real world. They're closer to the real world than you are. Not saying you're not a real person, but you live a fantasy life it's somebody's dream life. You know what I mean? I didn't I'm not saying you didn't work for it or whatever, but it is somebody's dream life. So you're a little bit removed from real life. So that's why little gutter babies Gutter Baby podcast can be beneficial. So it would be nice to see the creator of equity creator equity Maybe give some creators some equity? That'd be dope. And I think it also would change some of the narrative. That Joe is selfish. Joe only cares about himself. Not a PR person, but I think it might help. So if you ask me, are you still a fan of the Joe Budden podcast? This is what I'm going to say. I'm happy Rory and Maul are coming out with a podcast. Initially, I did say that I don't know if I would listen to a Rory and Maul podcast, but after hearing them be so passionate and Maul be kind of silly and funny, when their little rebuttal, I, I well, not little, but their, their rebuttal, I would listen to it. I, I would listen to their podcast. So I, I'm happy that they have a podcast. I hope Olivia Dope comes out if she really likes podcasting. I hope she comes out with her own podcast. i I wish everybody well in this situation i don't know any of them personally so i can't take this i can't take this shit personal because i don't know them i don't know any of these motherfuckers personally so i'm not gonna sit here and say oh i am so hurt and i don't know what to do and it's a fucking show Was it entertaining? Yes. Can I live without it? Absolutely. fucking Would I have liked it to continue? Yeah. Would I have liked him to react to this a little bit differently? Sure. But this is where we're at. I don't know. That's the answer I'm going to give you. I don't know. Is he going to be canceled like some people are asking? No, he's not. He's not getting canceled. First of all, that's not a thing. Let's stop using that. You can stop supporting somebody, but you can't cancel him. I, I don't think that he's going to lose any deals over this. No. First of all, she's a black woman. And unfortunately, in the world, black women's the value of black women is deduced to the sexual being and not really held in a serious regard. So I knew from day one, even with this shit, he wasn't going to really get any backlash. Lawsuit? Sure. Lose his deals? No. Now, if this was a white woman, I mean, then that's how I'm different. But you know how America is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we need to banish him from to the depths of the earth because of this, because I think that everybody deserves an opportunity for redemption because ain't none of us perfect. Everybody didn't say it or did some shit that is questionable. If you go look at my old shit, it is questionable as fuck because I am human and I grow and I'm not deleting it because it shows growth. This is who I am now but it's not who I always was. And that is why I'm glad that you can't just cancel people because there wouldn't be nobody sitting here. No one would be in the world. So I hope he really does learn from it. I hope he makes it better for creators and women. And he really does the good work so that he can understand what accountability really is. And so he can understand what it means to actually apologize. I hope he does the work. But that's all I got.